0: You might be here because you thought it was about golf Or maybe you're here because you just love hearing Australians talk amongst themselves Or maybe you're here just because you were looking for a club with girls in it Whatever brought you here, we've got your back Celebrating the Australian Football leagues St Kilda Football Club Whether you're near or far, as long as you're not a Collingwood supporter, you're welcome to join us Two girls, one, one club. club. I did want to give a little shout out to Jack Steele, who at the beginning of the game couldn't decide whether to choose heads or tails in the coin toss. And I figured maybe his conclusion was a bit of a celestial tap on the head, telling him they'd need an advantage for the fourth quarter. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get to see that, but I I had didn't watch it live today. For those of you listening, I had to watch the the recorded version, which cuts the coin toss. So he he couldn't decide. No, it was so funny. It was sort of like when someone's being polite. It was like he knows he's the captain and he knows it's his job to just pick. The girl who was doing the coin toss, Who had these sort of like crisscross black heels on. She she turned to him and she was she was like, what do you think? Like we couldn't hear it. And he was like, uh, uh, looking from left to right, like couldn't quite understand. Uh, it Couldn't quite decide what he wanted to do. And then he kind of committed. But it was just so funny because he it was as if he was choosing, you know, t- t- taking the first plate at dinner and yeah. and didn't want to, but then he went, oh it's my job too. Like it's just easier for everyone if you just take the plate. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Girls One Club. Today's episode talks about brotherhood in not just one, but two ways. As loyal Saints fans now know, uh, today we beat Gold Coast in round eight scrappy game at Metricon Stadium. The weather was perfect in condition. It was 26 degrees Celsius or 78 degrees Fahrenheit. Strange little slip ups, drops, and mangy grabs that had you thinking otherwise. As Brett Ratton said at the press conference after the game, today was full of guts. And it was old fashioned footy. And it really was, it was just like these two teams warring. And it was just like, they were pulling at one another, trying to, trying to make it all happen. And it was almost like the ground was sort of moving under their feet because it was so low scoring. At the beginning of the game, the Gold Coast had a bit more of the upper hand. They were blocking our play. They clearly studied our form from the week before. And then sort of second, third quarter, even though they scored those three goals in the third quarter that sort of had us think, oh, maybe we're done for the the power struggle kind of moved to the middle of the tug rope. And then obviously, you know, the terrific fourth quarter. For those of you listening, if you didn't watch the game, we beat the Gold Coast Suns at Metricon Stadium, their home turf with a score of 63 to 54. So another close one, as we said last week, our last five matchups were all within one to two points. And it seems that we're still in single figure differences. So with that score and those four points we've nagged, we're now 10th on the ladder, but our next two games are against big wigs like Geelong, who were third on the ladder and the Bulldogs who were second on the ladder. So as Sarah Jones, uh, an AFL commentator, put it, it's going to be these matches that are coming up that determine our propensity for finals. Okay, Sophia, firstly, do you maybe want to talk about one kind of brotherhood that unfolded on the field uh, and, and, and why we were looking so closely at it? A bit hard not to see. Yes. So for those of you listening who aren't aware of the King Twins, the King Twins are Max and Ben King. Max who plays for the Saints and Ben who plays for the Gold Coast Suns both in the forward line. So whenever these teams meet up when both players happen to be playing which since 2020 has been a weekly standard it's pretty exciting to have one who looks like the other at either end. And they're both just sort of they're both so tall and they're identical twins there was just a moment when um, Ben King, so on our opposing side, took him up and pushed def- our defender, Dougal Howard, kind of away. And Dougal Howard's just stayed on the ground for a minute, like looking up and down at his towering form, almost like fascinated just by, it's like, it's Max, but it's not. <laughs> I actually texted our dad the other day and I asked him, do you think we'd ever get Ben King? And he said, maybe, hope so. When I was When I was watching, I just kept thinking, you know, looking at better and max and just how tall they are and how it's just the, like the height plus the athleticism but the height is just so key i was just thinking about you know all of those tall people out there who never knew they could have been AFL like really good afl players and they're just living their lives being tall and they don't know their limitless potential one question i have is, why is Jack Rewalt commentating when he's still? I had the Richmond? same question. I was like, is he retired or is he just is he just sort of doubling up? Are they grooming him? Like, you know, Nick's already a commentator, a great St Kilda player. They're like, come on, Jack, surely Richmond will win another premiership and you'll become a commentator. I just didn't like it at all. I was like, that feels a bit like nepotism. <laughs> nepotism, and also a little bit like. like dodgy dealings like he's well isn't he still playing he's still playing and I'm like we definitely just... yeah yeah he should not be commentating that's not fair when he popped up on screen and it was like Jack Raywalt three-time premiership player I'm like potentially four. he still plays I was like what happened props to him I get he wants to set up his career maybe he was filling in for someone I was you know like that maybe Nick maybe Nick had a prior commitment and they were like well we'll get the cousin maybe but like I you know I look he's gonna do what he's gonna do so you don't begrudge the guy for doing what's in his best interest but from the outside in I don't think it's a good look I think it would have been fair following the seat you know following his retirement you can say this guy's played you know in three four or five premierships and he knows what he's talking about he's a great player absolutely but if you do it beforehand no one else gets that it just looks like special treatment and it's not fair against your competitors it's just not it's really not. And exactly, that's what they did with Nick Rewall. It was like Nick's retiring. Oh, very sad. But it's like, what's he going to do? Well, he'll probably go on to be a commentator, which he is. Two pay packets from the same, from the same machine as well. Uh, we had a bit of a late change as well on the team. Seb Ross had to go out because not only was it his birthday the day before the game, but his wife gave birth to twins. Yeah, so we, we, we were talking about two sets of twins. Uh, congratulations to his wife, Marnie. But can we just say the commentators congratulated him about four times when they needed talking points throughout the game. Yeah. And they mentioned that it was his birthday twice. Yeah. like but One thing I would like to say is if Sebros had twin boys, the father-son rule comes into play. It must have been Max and Banking when I first got into footy. But I think I just thought that Max had switched teams or something. You You texted me and you were like, for a second, I was like, gosh, he looks like Max King, doesn't he? And then they said Ben King or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe I was like, gosh, he looks like Max King. And then I went, oh, yeah, he must have traded. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly I was like silly me Bianca the players trade all the time and it just like didn't realize that they oh, were trying- like mid-season trade <laughs> quite a slow start to the match in quarter well, two, we finally had a goal from our captain that felt sort of lifting but in a way it just still was quite slow at half time, we were both on an even keel of 25 points yeah, I, I agree. I I think that, you know, it's important to point out that it really felt like the Suns were super well-prepared. They're clearly really hungry and they've got some really good-looking players as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, but we were holding up, I put in my notes, you know, we were holding up okay and we were having some dynamic choices in play. Like, it felt like we were being very inventive in some ways. And um, I will say, though, like, my one thing is throughout the entire game, I sort of felt like, great you know we are exactly even Stevens with these guys at one point we were four goals to three behind a piece or, or three to four or something like that you know exactly matching up both sides are like fighting it's low scoring we've we've got one of each of the twins like it was just all a little bit too even and I felt disheartened by it and I was like great there you go like we're just the same but then when we came to the fourth quarter and we lifted I was like, you know what? There we go. We're not the same. We are elite. We are different. We can do this. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. It did feel like the suns had the rub of the green and it, it felt, in a way, I was sort of a bit like, is this because they're based in Gold Coast and it's 26 degrees, which isn't really common footy playing temperatures for our Marvel Melbourne boys? I One thing I have written down is that I love seeing our players high five each other after any sort of contest when the ball goes out when there's a, a, whatever I just that to me is really great teamwork I just I really love I think you touched on this last week but I really love how it's like all different people make goals it's not just we have three star forwards and it's always just going to go to bets or it's always just going to go to such and such like it's always shared around and it makes it much sweeter I love seeing all these different people kick goals we're at halftime and this ginormous scuffle broke out, but it was almost comical because it wasn't just a few of the boys sort of having a bit of a push and pull. It was the entirety of both teams, like having at it on the ground and the commentators were just like going wild and the refs were all standing sort of on the edge, just like trying to get them to stop, but they wouldn't. And then finally after all of the wahoo and they're walking away. I guess a couple of shoves and wait again and it all just started again. The scuffle, to quote the commentators, oh, a little bit of spice in this one now. Yeah, but it was intense. Like, have you ever seen anything like that? Yes. I've never seen it where two whole teams are literally wrestling one another. Like 36 men, Sophia. That's 36 men. Actually 44. It's 18 and 18. 22. There needs to be four on the bench. Yeah, but the people on the bench shouldn't get up and go, yes, all right, boys, did. come on now. Yes, they oh, did. They. They? Like, they, they got up and had a scrap too? <laughs> yes, they all did. Okay, look, I think the way I saw it, because we didn't see the high contact that apparently Ryder did to the other guy when trying to mark it. Is that I, what sort of seemed yes. to spark it? Yes, and I think what happened is if you watch it again, Max King sort of gives it to one of them who's giving it to Ryder. They all <gasps> pull Max King onto the ground, which of yeah. all, all the other saints run over and are like, oi, 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 get off our boy. You, yeah. And then- Six of you don't throw one guy who, yeah, he's a pole. So I know it's going to take six of you, but it's not fair. You don't just throw him. They literally, it was like a swarm of them. He gave a little shove and they pushed him to the ground. And then, yeah, Sophia, you tell this part. Oh my oh, God. oh, oh. <laughs> I can't stop laughing about it. Basically, Butler ran up, and Butler, you're a bit like, he does look a little bit like, oh, he's gonna get into some trouble. He ran up because he saw the king onto the the king fling onto the ground. So Butler, as he does, runs over, <laughs> runs into a player, not not much bigger than him, I would say in a weight class, smaller than Butler, who <laughs> He didn't even touch him. He literally didn't even touch him. Somehow grabs butler picks him up on a horizontal angle and flings him to the floor which it was wwe it was ridiculous but butler got up and was kind of laughing like what did you do that for but then of course all the other players get into it everyone gets a bit of it according to the commentators zach jones loves a scuffle which i think he just wants it and then a second scuffle broke out as all 22 of each team were walking away. But the best part I love is that Higgins avoided the whole thing because he didn't want to copper fine. He literally just walked ahead of the entire swarm of men, just shaking his head. memory are a good balance of taking the responsibility, but not letting it, the pressure get to him, I reckon. Completely. Uh, quarter three, I thought Mason Wood played really well as a late inclusion and Burns was incredibly <gasps> quick when he wanted to be. Burns was awesome. He's so good. And like he's keeping his nerve. I feel like he's gone from the more the amateur ranks to professional ranks. And it's like he hasn't skipped a beat. He's just primed and prepared. Quarter four, the quarter we will all be talking about. Plenty of quick goals. Billings kicked a quick great one, which I just loved. And then I loved Higgins marking it in our Ford 50 and calling out Jones kind of like, yes, kick it to me and I'm going to kick a goal. And I also love that anytime Higgins kicks a goal, he's like Oprah with his pointing. He's like, you helped me do that. You helped me do that. You helped me do that. And he like points to every single person who was a part of that play. I love it. That's so sweet. And then Paddy Ryder comes in Al Ruckman doing it for himself and his team, kicking a quick great goal and everyone gets around him and everyone's so happy and so happy to have him back. It was just, it was great. And then who put the icing on the cake, Bianca? So it was Brad Crouch, who put the icing on the cake, kicked this incredible goal from outside 50 that really was so unlikely and super under pressure as well. And it was so exciting, I think, particularly for fans, because we know that Ratz has been saying he's been making an impact in the midfield. But to be frank, I haven't seen a lot of him on the screen. Even though he's doing that, you know, a lot of the glory tends to go to the people who get close-ups or the forwards, like Hunter Clark, who was incredible during the game. Is he one of your shout-outs? Uh, he's just one. I have a quote from the commentators, which after Crouch kicked that goal, they just said, do not underestimate the impact Hunter Clark is having. And I'd like to point out a quote I saw on um, one of St. Kilda's social media posts, which was Hunter Clark makes everything look like a Sunday kick with the mates. He does. He's so chill. He's like, just going for a jog with a handball. Oop, got tackled. Oop, just going to palm that one off. Oop, going to kick a (laughs) goal. I really wanted to real quick shout out to Dan Butler, who's just signed on for another year with us, which is amazing till the end of 2022. It's great. I'm, I'm just a bit unsure as to why it's one year. I'd like a bit more from him sure. But he's just said, I'm really happy to have signed on for another year. We have a really great group of guys who are all committed to constantly growing and getting better. I'm optimistic about where we're headed and I'm stoked to be a part of it. They pulled out Jack Steele, our skipper, at the end of the game. He said, we played a brotherhood brand of Saints footy. And he referred to last week's game and said that we've done that last week and this week. And it's just what we were talking about, this unification, sharing it around, thinking about the other instead of yourself. There was one point in the fourth quarter where we kind of fumbled and I felt like everyone had gotten really excited and we were suddenly, people were trying to have a piece of the cake a little bit and then we lost it and then it went all the way back to the other 50 and then when we shifted that back again, we didn't have the same problem. But it's just so funny how for our team, for whatever reason, that kind of people really wanting to take a piece of the cake for themselves is when it works in the opposite way. (laughs) And I, I I saw that exact moment you're talking about and I remember thinking, no, 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 no. And you could tell as soon as that happened, like they all realised, no, that's not how we play. And like whether they realised that collectively or individually in their own mindset as the game went on, it was great. Yeah, agreed. So shall we move on to the journals section, Sophia? Let's, let's. So the first article we have is from theage.com.au, uh, written by Andrew Stafford. B, would you like to read uh, that quote? Sure. So Andrew Stafford from The Age says, quote, at halftime of this match between Gold Coast and the Saints, with the scores locked on 25 points apiece in a dour contest, there was a sudden eruption. St Kilda Rockman, Patty Ryder dropped Suns defender Sam Collins to the turf. Another Suns defender, Sean Lemons, dumped Dan Butler finally it was game on of course all in brawls aren't what they used to be in football for which we can be grateful even in all malays, which this was other than saint jack higgins well said andrew stafford who decided not to waste his money on a fine barely rate a mention maybe the players had become as bored as the spectators and needed to entertain themselves who knows that's writing that's not You know what I mean? He's written something kind of funny and entertaining, but I don't think it's an accurate portrayal of what happened. Sophia? No, not at all. I just thought it was a funny one to include because it mentioned even all in Melly's, like you said, and also just sort of the fact that the game was so slow that both teams were probably just really frustrated and like, (laughs) why is it always so close between our teams? We just want to have to win. (laughs) So true. So true. And the next article is the Saints press conference. Here's Brett Rutten. Uh, we're building. I wouldn't say we're, we're there. We're just building. We need to fine-tune some of our, you know, things in our game. Um, but I think we're starting to get some personnel back, which is really critical. And you just mentioned Ryder and Marshall and, and co. And, you know... So next week, he will be available. Ross will come back into the team. Uh, Geary's only another week. He'll play reserves next week. Um, so we're starting to get a few back. You know, Hanneberg is progressing well, but just taking small steps at the moment. So, you know, if we can just keep, just keep building this momentum, that's going to be critical. And as mentioned before, it is a marathon. So, you know, we're going to lose some soldiers here and there, but we need to replace them with some quality as well. So that's when Ratten was asked about where we're at in terms of playing our best body. I was really excited to hear Geary's sort of only a week in the VFL away. I wasn't aware that it was that close a comeback for him. Uh, Bea, I wanted to ask what you thought sort of about this idea of it being a marathon and being aware that of the injuries that we're sort of facing in some great players and how you think that's sort of contributing to our style of play at the moment. What I think is interesting is rats sort of sidestepped the question. If you listen back to it and they're like, where do you think you're at in terms of food? He's like, Oh, I think what a few things to fine tune. My question is, well, what things? I think either, you know, he's still taking in information and reviewing and deciding. I, but to me, I recognize that as a good way of sort of moving, like answering a question without really answering it. So I, my sort of question is, well, what is he really thinking? Um, And I wonder if part of that's tactical or maybe it's just needing to integrate everything that happened at today's game. Um, But I do think what's clear is that they chose the same list again to play this week. So he seems to have found a spot in terms of consistency that he's happy with. And I think he's probably going to make some decisions about with boys coming back in who he's going to unfortunately have to send back to reserves. I'm really proud of our endurance in the fourth quarter. Delivered again on the promise... We made to ourselves last week, this week, and it makes me hopeful that we are finding our brand of play that's going to take more shape throughout the season. And I hope that there's more, there's continued emphasis on unity. Are you ready for player PSA? So this week I decided to prep some questions about Mr. Brad Crouch because I didn't know anything about him at all. And I wanted to understand... A little bit more about his background he obviously kicked that very impressive exciting goal so for our listeners and for myself i didn't know this until recently bradley crouch is a midfielder for the saints who joined us this year with a four-year contract originally he was shopping around to seek five million dollars over five years And was looking for someone that would make that offer to him he's now starting to make a real impact on his new club he was originally drafted in 2011's mini draft from north ballarat rebels and then crouch was with the crows from 2013 to 2020 he was touted as the best player in adelaide's 2017 grand final loss and won their malcolm blight medal for best and fairest in 2019 And he said that what attracted him to being at the Saints was the history Um, because the Saints haven't won a flag in a long time. And he said it would be pretty cool to be a part of that if we could get one over the line in the next few years. He said, I think that really excited me in comparison to going to one of the teams that have been successful in the last five to ten years and chasing the flag with them. I Um, I love that. So, Sophia, in what year was Crouch nominated for Rising Star? A, 2013, B, 2014, C, 2015, or D, 2016? 2014. <gasps> Incorrect, it was 2013. He came in second after Hawthorne's Jai Okay, Sophia, number two, who does his younger brother, Matt Crouch, play for? A, Geelong. B, Brisbane Lions, C, Essendon, or D, Adelaide Crows? This is so hard. Because I'm going to say, what was B? Brisbane. Brisbane. Incorrect. So Maddie Crouch actually plays for the Adelaide Crows. So he was drafted in 2013, just a couple of years after his brother, and he joined Brad at the Crows. They tried for a few records together in terms, of, um, in terms of disposals as brothers on a field, but Brad actually suffered a fractured leg in 2014's round two, which gave his brother his debut. So that's some brotherly love. Wow! Number three, who did Crouch play his 100th game against? You got a good chance of getting this one, Sophia? Yeah. a port adelaide b richmond c hawthorne d north melbourne c hawthorne that's correct T'was um, last week it was and that was with the saints of course And he's been around for eight years in the league, so it might seem a little low, but Crouch has actually had multiple injury snafus over the years, including a hamstring, a groin, multiple fractures, and a foot injury. Number four, Sophia, what is Brad Crouch's jersey number? A, 10, B, 16, C, 3, D, 5. Well, Going to be a process of elimination here. Wait, is it? <laughs> Say 16. What were the options? 16. 10, 16, 3, 5. I feel like Gresham's 5 or Gresham's 4. I'm going to go 5. Yes, correct. Yay. Correct. Yay. And our last favourite question yes. What is Brad Crouch's star sign? A, Capricorn. B, Leo C Virgo D Sagittarius Sagittarius Capricorn really Wow. the 14th of January and he's a ripely young 27 years old wow well thank you so that was really interesting so thank you so much for participating in Brad Crouch's PSA congrats Brad Crouch this is our tribute to you for that snap of a goal and thank you to all of our listeners here at two girls one club yes join us next week for saints versus geelong cats at marvel stadium our home turf potentially theirs as well but i'll look that up on friday may 14th at 7 50 p.m local time as usual our email will be in the show notes below have a great week thanks so much for listening have a great week why why are you laughing now I, look, I just, I don't fully remember it. It was all a really exciting blur. Like you didn't watch the game. It's pretty exciting to have one who looks like the other at either end. And they're both just sort of, you know, Jack could have climbed up that stalk as he to the giant. so.